My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. How's it going? This is Steve from Lost and Dramslation, the Parkwood Society podcast, and I'm here with... Hey, it's Sean Kincaid. Mr. Sean Kincaid, my, uh, my co-host. So today we're, we're going to be talking with a, a good friend of ours within the community and kind of our ambassador to the East when it comes to some of the craft whiskey options and stuff that are, that are coming out of, um, the, well, more so the Quebec area of, of the country because we don't get any of that product out here he's uh one of the most friendly people you'll meet on instagram he's i feel like he comments on every post i look at <laughs> super active super friendly loves whiskey loves people um yeah, I, I just i totally love this dude so we um when when nick's sent us well yeah his name is nick when he sent us some samples uh we couldn't we having him on the podcast was just seemed like a like a must do yeah i agree and these samples look very interesting yeah they do get into them. oh for sure so say uh say hello to nick hardy how you doing buddy okay great so uh not many know that i'm actually a teacher uh sports teacher and yeah that's uh that's how i I mean, I need to drink in order to survive, you know, um, <laughs> kids running around and uh, especially, especially for sports teachers. I mean, you hear basket bounce every freaking minute of the day. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's not what I do. But um, I'm a sports <laughs> teacher. So that's, um, I actually started in Montreal. I, was, uh, I wasn't born, but I was raised in Montreal and I had a pretty steady, heavy nightlife life. Mm-hmm. Um, starting 16 through 20, 22, 23. So for like five, six, seven years, I used to go out clubbing a lot. And there's nothing that pissed me off more than having a cheap vodka orange that tasted neither vodka nor orange juice or cranberry juice. Yeah. And I was tired to pay 12, 13 bucks for that plus tip. Or buy a freaking 200 bucks uh, bottle of vodka. <laughs> and I just started drinking like whiskey. I mean, whiskey and ginger ale, still one of my favorite drinks. I can have this all day, every day of the year. Um, I used to smoke cigars a lot, and it's a wonderful pairing. And that's how I started. I just poured myself some heavy ginger ale and a little bit of whiskey. And then more and more took off the ginger ale part, <laughs> went straight up to whiskey, because uh, I'm not tall, I'm not big, and you have to man up a bit in a in a club with heavy people. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's how I started, and uh, like basically Johnny Walker Red and ginger ale. Johnny and, Walker Red and ginger. There, oh yeah. There you go, oh, that's some serious business right there. <laughs> it's the cheapest, well, it's the cheapest it's a club, che- and yeah. yeah. So you want a bottle, you want to have like a whole bottle in front of you, but you can't afford more than Johnny Walker Red. Because <laughs> it's yeah. still Johnny Walker on the table, right? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no, I started this and I moved on. Like I think someone offered, offered me a, a drink of the Johnny Walker Black Label. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is actually good on, in itself. Uh, the little pea, the little like smoky flavors. And I just... I mean, I think I have way too much OCDs. So I tasted the red, the black. I had to have the double black, the blue, the gold, and the platinum, then the new gold, and then the new platinum and everything. And I found myself like, it's really good. I enjoy it. And before you know it, you were now a whiskey drinker full and through, right? Yes. Well, I, I was like on the verge of really falling into it. And I made a trip to Scotland with, uh, with my ex-girlfriend and uh, uh, a friend. Yeah. And I mean, I went in Scotland not for the whiskey, just because I love history. I love, I love traveling. And I think it's a society that looks a lot like Quebec, um, kind of unique in the United Kingdom. Yeah. That was appealing. And yeah, uh, of course, you had to drink beer and drink whiskey there. 
you have to. That's where I think they send you packing if you're not willing to, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, that's when I fall out. I, I mean, I visited Fredericane, um, this is Thalisker, and I love the Thalisker. It's it's my first love, my first true love in whiskey. Thalisker this year's edition, and I was set. I actually drank I some mean, of that last night. Did you really? Yeah. I never like I enjoy Talisker, but I've never really dedicated any time to Talisker. I don't I don't know why, to tell you the truth. I don't really have a reason for it, but I had yeah, I have like a, a two hundred milliliter bottle of the ten. Yeah. That kind of got me started. And then uh yeah, I got a buddy of mine bought a the distiller's edition, gave me a sample. And I thought I lost it, and then I found it a couple of days ago. So I had that last night. And then a guy I work with went to Mexico, and he picked up the Dark Storm through Travel Retail for me. Oh, okay, okay. So I've got that. The Port Rouge. Rouge. That one's a good one too. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I often have one on shelves on the shelves. Not always. Often, yeah. Awesome. So Thaisker was actually my first one. And Interesting. I, I still like it. Um, I heard the new. The new limited edition, the run edition, is supposed to be quite good. Um, the eight-year is that the eight-year, right? That's coming out part yeah. of the Diageo, Diageo's special releases or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be good. Well, the eight, the previous eight years old in twenty nineteen was really good, amazing dram. Don't know if you tasted it. Uh, yeah, I had a sample of it, and it was yeah, it was very good. I don't remember seeing it much on the shelves here though. No, no, uh, it was. I think. In Alberta, went to Calgary mostly, yeah, and then uh, same thing. I had a sample of it, but the fifteen, the 15 was from really last good. year. They were everywhere. Yeah, they were good. That was yeah. good, but ex- but yeah. ex- expensive. It was like two hundred dollars yeah. for a fifteen year, which like you you got to be spectacular for me to spend two hundred dollars on a fifteen year. And price. a lot of people yeah. I found that like are really fanboys of Talisker. They said the fifteen was too different than everything else. That oh, was really? kind of like feedback deviated too far off yeah. their, their profile. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I agree on that. It's quite good. Uh, it just lost a bit of the Talisker touch. Yeah. And a bit expensive. So if you're if you're a Talisker fanboy, it's still, still a good buy, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, a bit a bit expensive. That's pretty classic Diageo though. <laughs> right. Yeah. As soon as they get a limited release, they just love to mark that stuff up for sure. People yeah. people still buy it, so yeah. Yeah, that's whatever, that's the market. But so after so once you got heavy into Talisker, where where'd the road take you next? Uh everywhere. <clears throat> like so much that I end up I ended up like uh three, four years after that, just restocking bottles uh, back at ACQ or CBO because I, I just started buying everything. Yeah. Without any direction. Any sense kind of, thing. of oh <laughs> yeah, any direction. Just like every, everything I just started buying. Um and my friends at university they were just so so amused by it. We would go in SAQ just to buy a cheap bottle of wine or vodka for a party and yep. I, I go out with the bag and there's like a four or five hundred dollars of uh, four or five hundred dollars of whiskey in my bag. Like, what are you doing this? Well, I don't know. I just found <laughs> the bottle nice and uh, I haven't tasted it, so I'll take it home. I'll drink it sometimes. Yeah, I I kinda did the same thing, honestly. Like I when I started from the bourbon side of things, but then yeah, for me I was no direction at all. It was oh, yeah. if it looked cool, I just bought it and yeah. tried it. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I actually made a very big mistake, like because of that, because uh, you know the private editions for uh, Glen Morangi every year. Yeah, yeah. So I bought a bottle of uh, Glen Morangi Campanta aged in Burgundy casks. Yeah. Just because the the color was so nice, and I was born in Burgundy. My mom is is is. Uh, French from there. Okay. And I just thought it was nice. And I bought it. I waited like three months before opening it. Still today, one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. A lot of people say that about that Campata. It's I and I never owned a bottle no. because I was never I've never been huge in a in Glenmorangie besides honestly the signet's the only one that I make sure I have on the shelf. I do a lot of like if I'm if I'm buying for uh to for an evening to go to a party with friends or something like that I'll pick up the Quinta Rubin or something like that just because it's an easy drinker, but yeah. I've only had a sample of that Compenta before and it is a glorious glorious drum. Like I'm yeah. I'm upset at myself for not 
<laughs> for not knowing that sooner, honestly. Yes, but that's the whole point. Have I known? Have I like read a bit or dig a bit deeper? Yeah. I have but a case of this. <laughs> for sure. And I'm all against flippers, but I flipped them right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they were 100 bucks, and I think I'll have off like two cases, one for me and one to flip because it's crazy. Um, I don't know if you, Sean, did you have a. Uh, did you taste the Campata? I've never tasted it, no. But yeah. funny story, like I'm not a huge Glenmorangie guy either. The first bottle I ever killed was the Alta. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was given probably through quarter left from a buddy of mine. Yeah. Right at the beginning of my whiskey journey, and that was the first bottle I ever killed. I'll I'll send you a sample. I still have a sample left of Campata Oh, oh boy. Lucky, <laughs> lucky guy. <laughs> See, and that's, I was just going to say when, when Nick was talking, like that's the beauty of the whiskey fabric in Canada is you, you learn from other people before you try stuff. And, you know, you learn not only that, but you learn people that you talk to daily and you learn their palates. So like Josh up in Fort Mac, like know your whiskey. Everybody knows his palate. Yes, yeah. but him and Stanky I, tar. him and I have very <laughs> similar palates when it comes to the peated stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, but like you said, like I've never even seen this compata. So to get a sample, <laughs> I'm gonna probably have half a sample to try it and save the other half for a while. Yeah, for sure. And it is like just how. How simple it was for Nick to just be like, "Hey, yeah, I'll just send. send I got a little bit left. I'll send you a sample." And I feel like the, it, the honestly, the whiskey fabric all over the world, yeah, is yeah. it's genuine. Everybody's doing that for everybody. It's it's crazy how inviting and how welcoming of a of a community it actually is, and how it spans. It, it literally spans across the entire world. Yeah, and that's where I started. Like, instead of going everywhere, uh, in terms of like whiskey. Uh, and buying stuff and just ending up returning the bottles because, well, there's just too many. And at some point, oh, yeah, I want that more. I don't have the cash flow. I'll return some. And I, I, I started Instagram for that mm-hmm. to be in contact and say, look, look I don't want a bottle. I want to taste. Let's, let's exchange something. I have, I have some nice bottles. I don't have like the biggest collection, mm-hmm. but I have some nice exclusivities and like, look, let's swap some things. And for the samples I sent you, because I knew you have. A very nice collection. You have a lot of whiskeys, but I wanted to send a couple of stuff that you won't be able to taste, or that's a bit out of the way, mm-hmm. because that's what it's nice. You no, know, just to like this uh, Peter Jim. Who does Peter Jim? We were just looking at. We're, that. Yeah, we we're just looking at that. Yeah, nobody does Peter Jim. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. It's just nice to like. I mean, it's good. It's bad. I don't know. I, I well, I know, but I don't care. It's it's nice to have taste. I bought the bottle, so why one of the I'm into a, a couple of hobbies, and I think the whiskey community is where there is the less ass face, like compared to. I, I love comic books. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are in it to screw the peoples and and stuff. Uh, I used to be a swimmer. Uh, same thing. Swimming is is nice, but there's a lot of people in it, like not for themselves, not to, to share, to to be in a team, just to to be better than everyone else. And I don't I don't feel that in the whiskey community. If anything, it's you competitive with yourself. Like, oh, how did I miss out on that one? Yeah, or, for sure. But yeah. but then if you but if you were to actually go out and say, oh, I can't believe I missed out on that, exactly. you would get three or four messages from people saying, hey, I could maybe help you get a bottle. Or minus minus it. the bottle bottle peddlers that yeah. show up in the comments. But yeah, but there's there's people that want they want to help you. Or not only that, but you if it's, if it's something that's long gone, like yeah. like that uh, Buna PX the fourteen year, mm-hmm. like. To me, that's like right up my alley, but I missed out on it because it was before my time. But I've had four people reach out and be like, I'm going to send you a sample of it. <laughs> okay. Like wicked. So yeah. no, it's, it's a special community for sure. Yeah. So I, w- I want to know what got, when did you start getting into Highland Park as heavy as you are? Uh, that's, that would be thanks to Whiskey Shirt Up. Okay. Um, so I was, I was raised in Montreal. Um, I got a job in Ottawa. Uh, as, a, as a teacher five years ago okay and we've already exchanged on on facebook on different whiskey groups and he said well look you're new you're new in the area i'll, I'll come up to your house and share whiskey and he brought a highland bar 15 and i was hooked like 
You just finished your last one of those recently, didn't you? I still have one, one. bottle. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've, uh, I gave a bottle to a friend because he didn't have one. Uh, it was basically a trade for against uh, further concentrations. Mm. That's uh, two years ago, so I'm still waiting on these uh, concentrations, but whatever. And I traded one to someone in Edmonton that uh, missed out and lose. And oh, okay. he gave me like two two bottles I couldn't get in the, in the, in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, so I still I have one left, but I might have found someone that had a case in Ottawa. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully I can buy the whole case. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't even I'll, leave I'll, one, I'll, just buy the whole case. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy, I'll, I mean, because I already have someone that said, well, if you buy the case, I'll take two. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So I'll buy the case for everyone, and then yeah. who wants an HP-15? Keep one for myself and share the rest. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's uh, kind of like Costco here. Like, I don't know if Costco there sells booze or not, but here, some of them have liquor stores. And it was like two, two and a half, almost three years ago. The 21? Yeah, the, the old label 21 showed up, and it was 240 bucks. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that because it had long, it had already been discontinued for like six months and somehow Costco had a, pallets of it. So I bought a couple, a guy I work with who doesn't drink whiskey, bought like he bought cases, one yeah. and he still has it in his cupboard just sitting there. Cause he's like, well, someday somebody's going to pay 500 for it. And I was like, yeah, probably they're not. selling it for, well, they're selling for what? 400 right now in the store, right? They're, well, that's the re-release, yeah. and it's not. I've heard it's not as good as the old one. It's different. It's it's um, yeah. I've heard, yeah. I've heard it's not. It's too different. I mean, the twenty one was so good, so perfect. It was kind of hard to beat. I'm not sure it was a good marketing strategy for them to redo a twenty one, because people will obviously compare it to yeah. the old one and. I mean, it's not the same juice. It's now it's a batch whiskey. You got the November, November 2019 batch, the August 2020 batch, and it's okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty genuine. It's nice to see, like, well, look, we, we are going to do a batch because, like, that's that's how we can work with it. Yeah. People will obviously always compare it to the old label. So, like, yeah, I'm not sure this is a good marketing move from, from them. It, it's a it's a pretty incredible whiskey that old label. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, yeah. It's <laughs> I've slipped it. I'm trying to remember. We we did a like we even put it side by side with an older Glendronich twenty one uh, a little oh. while back with my dad. And then there was another, I think it might have been the Glengoyne twenty one, like a few few of those sherry twenty ones. Yeah. And it's it stood above all of them easily. Yeah. Like it's an it's incredible crazy. floor. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I love Hudden Park. It can produce some fantastic, slightly peated, sherried whiskey, and yeah. So I was I was really hooked into it. And there's well, there was a lot of offerings from Highland Park at the time. Mm -hmm. Now a bit less in Canada. You basically have the 10, 12, 18, yeah, um, 25 and 30 are super expensive. Um, and not because of Highland Park, to be honest. Like ACQ does, like they can justify a two thousand dollar price tag for the H330. It's like what nine hundred out west. So yeah, yeah, it's just under a thousand here. Yeah, yeah. So um, which well, I, but the like back to the the core range of the eighteen, like the eighteen. I still get a couple of the old labels of the eighteen as well, and that that was one of my favorite whiskeys for a long time. It was a lot of a lot of people's favorite whiskey, honestly. And yeah, then, you can still find. You can, some I remember when I bought a couple. Yeah, you can still find them. Like Sobeys, Sobeys has them all over yeah. the place, but um. Yeah, you, you well, when back when you could find them for like a hundred twenty dollars, that was a steal <laughs> for yeah. that whiskey. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's well, what I bought. It's super easy to drink. It's a good initiation to pee. Yeah, and it's good sherry cast. Yeah. Even though now it's a seasoned cast, it's still quite good. And I'm on the Highland Park Appreciation Society group on Facebook. Okay, and the people are crazy. I mean, people are so generous. I had people from Finland send me bottles uh, from auction just just like that you know just like oh look you want it fine it's a uh, cost cost don't worry about shipping 
um, I went to Orkney for my second trip mm-hmm. and I asked just like, where can I rent a bike? I, I want to do it by bike. Where can I rent it? And someone said, don't rent it. I'll give it to you. I'll, I mean, I'll rent it to you free. And he came, he come in. I get off the, um, the plane. He's here with the bike. It's a $2,000 bike. And he's, yeah, sure. Go with it. Bye. Have a, have a fun trip. Um, <laughs> I was invited to people's home. Um, I had a guy, like, I had a guy, um, Ian Dick, he invited me to a blind tasting of, well, not six, but five different Highland parks from uh, 12 from different eras. Yeah. Plus a mystery whiskey, which wasn't Highland Park 12. Um, and just, oh, you're free tonight? Yeah, sure, we'll do it. He took me everywhere. Uh, and Isn't that cool? Like, that's, that's, yes. And that is part of the Highland Park spirit. It's just, I, I think like. that's just that's just the whiskey spirit, yeah. honestly. When you try, when you yeah. go around, right? People are so they're so inviting that as soon as they know you're a fellow whiskey enthusiast, or or you have just a even just a small relationship with them over over social media, it's I get offered all the time. Hey, if you're ever here, staying at my house and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like yeah, that's incredible. Well, even there's a there's a a well, lady from I think she's from Ottawa originally, and she goes by a Canadian abroad, and she oh, lives yes. lives in Orkney, and like I don't even know if she's that big into whiskey, but anytime I post anything about Highland Park, she always messages me like, "When are you gonna come here?" I'm like, <laughs> "Believe me, if it was that easy, I'd be there." <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. So she she's now in Ottawa. She, yeah, uh, she moved back for a while, and last time she was here, she hit me up and said. Well, look, I'm coming home to Ottawa. Do you want anything in the shop? I'll go get it. Um, and uh, my dad will bring it to you at your job. Um, and she offered me a, a small hat with it. And uh, yeah, crazy. She's that's, so that's kind. Cool. She makes beautiful pictures. Yeah. She I'll t- have to check her out. I don't know if. Yeah, she like does lots of home. like the harbor, sunset, yeah. the ships and stuff like that. Like, mm. yeah. She's been featured in the Highland Park uh, distillery and the uh, shop. Since we're on the topic of Highland Park, your favorite, we know that your favorite, kind of your favorite daily would have been the 15 if you could have it all the yeah. time as your daily, right? What's yeah. the, what's the best, do you know the best, I know this is a tough question to answer oh, no, for any of us, but totally do you know it? What's the best Highland Park you've ever had? It's a, it's a pretty easy question. Okay. It's just, I'll probably never taste it again, but Highland Park Orcadian Vintage 1968. Oh geez, <laughs> yeah, forty years old. Uh, it's uh, what seven k, seven k Canadian dollars that's it. bottle right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the best. But I mean, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not how did you? Old, it's, uh, how did you come by? At the distillery. At the distillery. I did the okay. uh, the big four. Uh-huh. Uh, Ukrainian vintage store. So you had the 68, 71, 72, and seventy six. One straight from the cask. Uh, two castrum, <laughs> yeah. and you cool. get a ride in the limousine. So that's, that's really cool. Is, so that that distillery is it's a beautiful one, I imagine. Yes, it's uh, very nice. It's up the hill, so it's actually Highland Park uh, gotcha. because it's a land higher from the city. Okay, okay. Um, it's very nice. All in this old stone. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Yeah, so that's definitely a, a bucket nice list. It's a bucket list visit for yeah. me, for sure. Well, there's there's a whole list of bucket lists. My father-in-law was actually supposed to go in September on a cruise yeah, from really? Liverpool around Scotland. And they were supposed to spend a, a full, whatever they call it, the, where they dock in Orkney. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was going to go to the distillery just for me, just to grab stuff. But that's pretty obviously cool. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, a, lot, a lot of cruises <clears throat> end up in Orkney. There, there's a lot of job. Oh yeah, uh, from uh, yeah, from the cruises. Yeah. How many times have you been to Scotland? Twice. Twice. Okay. Yeah. Once in uh, Highland Park. Uh, once in Highland Park. Once in Orkney. Yeah. Um, twenty eighteen and once in twenty thirteen we did like a, a whole tour, two weeks. Very cool. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully the world can return to normal so that we can all travel again. And we and were. My supposed wife to... want to go there. So oh, I like bet. A, I don't. I don't have to drag her. <laughs> i know for my it's my 40th birthday this year and oh, uh nice. so we were me and my wife were planning a trip we were actually gonna because she's from she's from the u.s so we were gonna go drop 
drop my daughter off at the in-laws and then we were going to go to Kentucky for for a week and do do the whole uh trail. Kentucky Bourbon Trail and stuff. Yeah. But because of everything going on, I guess we might be able to make it happen in the in the spring. I think we're still going to try. But yeah. uh it's obviously tough right now. I guess the point is you have to plan. If it doesn't happen, just postpone it. But it's a good thing right now to plan something big and just say, look, it's planned. We're going to do it as soon as we can. Yeah. Most of the time, my uh, my wife's traveling back home four or five times a year kind of thing. And we've had to cancel and take credit for, I think we've probably got about six flights worth of credits now. So we'll be able to fly anywhere we want eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to come to Ottawa, right? Yeah, actually, we do need to take a trip out to Ottawa just because there's uh, there's a lot there's a lot of people in Ottawa that we talk to all the time, right? Raid Mike's, obviously, including Mike. Yeah, we'll all go to Mike's Mike's place, and we'll raid his, and everyone else can just bring stuff with them, kind of thing. (laughs) But there's uh, there's a lot of great whiskey personalities in in the Ottawa area, honestly. Yeah, right. And and Mike being a huge a huge uh, promoter of of that whiskey region. And of whiskey in general, and not just distill. Yeah, that's that's very that's very true. He's he's not narrow minded at the, only the product that he represents. Yeah. He's yeah, a true he's a whiskey true drinker. whiskey ambassador because he's a true whiskey drinker. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he likes whiskey, and yeah, his passion is not the industry. His passion is drinking the whiskey. And yeah, it's not just a job. Yeah, you know? everywhere you have people like. It's just a job, you know. There's teachers. It's not necessarily bad teachers, but the teachers just—I mean, you have to pay the bills. Yeah. And you're not bad, so you teach. Um, same thing goes for whiskey ambassadors or economists. Everything. But there's a few people that do the job because it's what they want to do, like precisely. He didn't even get paid to do the job for the first couple of years he was doing it. Even, like yeah. he was just basically getting—he he obviously got some some free product from it to promote it but yeah he was not even on their payroll which is crazy yeah. <laughs> but he just kept pushing it and now now obviously he is and he's spending more and more time on it and it's he yeah he, he's as he's as cool of a guy there is honestly i oh, love yeah. I, I, yeah i love interacting with him i love working with him it's yeah he's he's i mean who else invites complete well not complete strangers but like I never met him in person before. And yeah. yeah, come to my hotel room and drink these crazy <laughs> stuff that aren't even released. Yet. When he comes out this oh, way, okay. like Bamp, yeah, yeah. saw him in Bamp for Calgary or yeah. wherever. He's yeah, oh yeah, he's one of a kind. First time I didn't know him. I knew him through uh, Whiskey Sherlock and uh, Whiskey Pirates. Oh yeah, right? yeah, him and Whiskey Pirates are close. Yeah, yeah, and they invited me to Mike's home, and he just poured a canasta, like <laughs> just like me. that. Yeah. I mean, I've never tasted a Buna Haven before. I think I had the 12 like once. That was the yeah, first. Sure, that was like the first Buna Haven that you actually got into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way to start up here. Man, I was hooked. I was hooked. I bet oh, you wow, were. Buna is great. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'd like to turn actually to a couple of these samples. Do you still, you still have these bottles in front of you? The one that, yeah. Okay. Perfect. The one yeah. that you sent us. So the one that we poured in our glass right now is the ice cider cast oh, yes. from La France, La France, this one. La yeah. France whiskey, Quebec. Yeah, yeah. That one right there. Cool. So tell, yeah. tell, I know you obviously don't work for them, but you're the one that sent us these, uh, these wonderful samples. And so I work for them. You do? Well, well, I didn't work for them. I, I, uh, I did an interview with them. I think, four years ago for um, Montreal Magazine. Okay. Uh, just because I love their gin. Their gin is very good. Uh, they are 100% local. Yeah. So it's basically, it's an apple orchard and they make their gin from the apple. Oh, crazy. Weird. Yeah. So they make... So the apple is the cider. base of their spirit. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so they make a cider, they distill it, they make a gin out of it. They make a brandy? And Yes, now they make a brandy, and they make a spice brandy. Oh, you're gonna have to. I would like <laughs> you. I would like you to send a bottle of that, yeah. or a couple bottles of that. Honestly, I'll send you some money for that because there's not Actually, a lot of good. Bottle. There's not a lot of good brandy in the in the liquor market out here at all. Um, like a, Eau Claire, Eau Claire makes a, de- a decent yeah. brandy, but other than yeah. that, there's nothing outside of the just the regular kind of 
Calvados that you see on the yeah. on the shelves. But the like the brandy industry is going crazy in the states right now. You see all these distilleries mm-hmm. making some excellent and copper and kings and that kind of thing. I wish we had that stuff up here because yeah. I, I enjoy this, brandy. This, I really like it. This one is very good. I'll send you. I'll send you a bottle of. Uh, yeah, let, brandy let me know. Spice brandy. Yeah, let me know how much, and I'll send for sure. Yeah, no problem with that. Um, yeah, so I did an interview like three or four years ago with them. Yeah. Uh, for a magazine, and out of nowhere, there's this uh, this woman Chantal. She hits me up on Facebook. Hey, like um, you seem to know how to do a couple cocktails. Uh, do you know whiskey? Do you know gin? Like, how do you know like, the spirits? I'm like, yeah, sure, I I know a bit. Well, would you like a job with us? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I did a bit of uh, not, yeah. I did a bit of rep uh, for them. Not the, nothing like too official, just some events, yep. Congress uh, stuff like that. Uh, went on for a year, uh, and then the pandemic hit. Um, and actually, that bottle was sent to me to try and to give a honest review to the distillery because this is their first. Ah, uh, okay. So they and it's cool that they chose. An ice like for their cast. yeah for their for their first whiskey they went way outside the box like yeah, way outside that's, yeah that's the spirit of uh, La France because La France is a is a family name it's his name Eric La France okay and yes yeah, so they went way out of line to do it I love that I'll let you taste it the nose has got some really cool funk to it yeah and, and when you went and there's definitely a lot of like that orchard. You can smell the orchard fruit. Yeah. So is this, is this distillery like What's on, a fa- on a family home? Yeah. Okay. Third generation. Okay. Even for that 40% ABV, it's, it got, hits, huh? it's got quite a bit of character to it. Like a surprising mm-hmm. amount of character. And that's obviously comes from the finish of that ice. Or the, uh, yeah, the ice cider cast. But we were, just no. th- we were just talking about this before, before we came on. Mm-hmm. A lot of 40% whiskeys. It tastes like water because you just get so used yeah. to drinking cast strength. So yeah. it takes a lot for a 40 ABV whiskey to, to impress nowadays. Yeah. The only thing would be I wouldn't have to do it 40%. At least 43, like, 46 kind of thing is where they probably need yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. It would have given a bit more warmth to it. Yeah. And yeah, but otherwise, like taste wise, I think this is special. It's unique. It's very I haven't unique. ever had a nose like this. No, it's mm. yeah, it's yeah, it's got like it's got that it's got a bit of that farm funkiness that we're we're yeah. like we just we just reviewed the Waterfords, the new Waterfords yeah. that came out, and the one is like it smell it smells like you just walked into a barn mm-hmm. kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it's got it's got that same earthy funkiness to it, which is pretty cool. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So flavor wise, it's good. Um, it's a bit expensive, but it's not. It's a craft distillery. Again. Like people, people when they're buying stuff like this, need to appreciate the fact that they're not putting out millions of liters. So, it yeah. you got You got to pay a premium to buy craft products, just like yeah, you would. Just like you would at Quebec, a corner store. Yeah. SAQ chooses the price you have to sell the product. Mm, that's insane. So I didn't know yeah. that. And it's not based on anything very scientific. It's just, oh, we feel like this is the market price. for you. So they decide the market for the product. Yeah. What's crazier is okay. whether you sell through the ACQ or IT history, it's the same price, and ACQ still makes money out of it. Oh, really? So they make their cut, whether you sell yeah. from the distillery or from one of their liquor stores. Yeah. So you're, oh, crazy. <laughs> that is. That is not cool. That's over the top control. <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah, well, that's good money, right? Good money for them. But, oh, for uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Do they have a hand in the uh, maple syrup business too? For ACQ, yeah, they should. <laughs> oh, I've I've watched a documentary about the the great syrup heist and how crazy it was. The the what is it? The control board or whatever, and then the, the producers that are going off away from that and big fight and people stealing out of warehouses and stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize there's so much drama surrounding I know. maple syrup. <laughs> this one is very interesting. It's very enjoyable. I wasn't even sure what to think, honestly. This is the first time I pulled the your samples. Well, you sent them in August, but Sean just put them 
I only gave him Steve my house last two week, weeks. Two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he went through Josh. Josh. Yeah. And Sean. Yeah. And, uh, yeah that's okay. It got here eventually. That's all that matters. Yeah. And that's the whiskey fabric right there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's easier to package it together and ship yeah. it together. Okay. Yeah. The, well, yeah. That's the that's the point of the the simples. I mean, I wanted to taste something completely out of the way, quite different, and I think this is this represents out of the way. So they do you know do you know their the like the mash bill that they're using or is it uh like is it a, it's not a single malt it's got to have some no it's triple malt the triple um, malt okay that's right yeah it's I think it's almost a third inch and you have um, barley rye corn what? kind of thing yeah barley rye and I think wet wheat wheat okay it's definitely got some heavy maltiness to it which would explain the the high malt. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, I mean, Eric LaFrance, he's a visionary. He's like, he sees the future. Um, he, he makes nothing like everyone else. He has, he has like his basic gin, the uh, brandy, and he has an old thumb gin. Okay, so his okay. old thumb is the same gin. He ages it for a year in ex Cabernet Sauvignon wine casks. Then he adds a bit of maple syrup in it. Mm hmm. And he re uh, reages it for like six months. Oh, crazy! Yeah, he, that sounds really cool. He's all out. I love that he's, kind uh, of ins- experimentation. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like that's you can put out the same stuff as everybody else, but gin, especially like I'm not a huge gin guy either. But the ones that I find I do like and want to buy are the ones that are experimental and throw something different at you. Mm-hmm. Like there's one from the West Coast that I picked up last year and they use seaweed as one of their main botanicals in it. And it's it's really good, but then they also release a version of it that's aged for eight months in ex whiskey barrels. So it's like a barrel aged gin and it's crazy good. And like you think seaweed tastes like the ocean, but it doesn't. Like yeah. it has a little bit of that, but yeah, I know the is that, that pita gin that you sent us? Yeah. So, when I dig a, into it, so the peated, yeah, the peated gin is from the same distillery. No, no, it's not the same. It's, it's the not the same. Montreal okay. distillery. Yeah. Okay. And then we have um, the. Should we do the gin before the rye? What should we do? Mm, gin rye, gin or rye first? Tough question. I think I go with the rye. Okay. It's still a bit peated, um, so I go with the rye first. So this is circa. Circa um, is a Montreal distillery that puts a very good gin and uh, vodka too. A very unique vodka because, it, well, it was so tasteful. ACQ didn't want it to be called vodka because it was too tasteful. Oh, really? You can't have, yeah, you can't have a taste in vodka unless you state it's an orange flavored vodka. vodka yeah, or, unless it's flavored. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is very good. So this is also their first whiskey. And they will release a new one in April. Weird news um, too. Yeah. It's a hundred percent rye. Okay. It's uh 93% of Quebec rye, so Quebec source rye. Yep. And seven percent chocolate rye from Germany. Oh, interesting. So it's Weird. special, yeah, special uh, kind of rye. Um exchange for three and a half years, three years in ex-bourbon barrels. And half a year, six months in ex Oloroso cast, but real Oloroso cast, 30 year old, something 30 year old sherry. You know? hmm, crazy. It's kind of like a, like you know, when you walk down into like a dusty basement, it's got a real dusty character to it almost. Yeah. And that's the old, like a bookshelf. Sherry. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be the old sherry. And it's yeah. it's weird because you say rye and you actually have to like take a really deep breath to get to get the rye the, out of the, the typical nose. rye nose. Yeah. yeah. That's because of the weird. chocolate chocolate rye. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. The rye is not nearly nearly as prominent spicy as I would have no. expected. No, and maybe the old rosos calming it down a bit or well, I think the, the extra aging uh, in Oloroso cast and mm-hmm. I mean I've uh, I've smelled um, chocolate rye before and it doesn't smell rye it's it's very different it's very very different from everything else mm-hmm. um, they did the right thing 
46%. Yes. That's key yeah. right there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Maintain yeah. you maintain that the complexity that you need in it and the warmth that you need in it to right yeah, to bring so out the it most. needs a bit of substance to, to hold it all together. Did, sorry, did you say what the percentage of the chocolate rye there was? Oh. seven percent. Seven percent, okay. Yeah. It tastes a lot. <clears throat> you can definitely you do get that little bit of like coffee kind of mocha in the finish which yeah. is probably that chocolate rye that kind of lies on the tongue a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting it's good too it's very outside the box yeah Paul Sorgadi the founder wanted to make whiskey but whiskey takes a lot of time to make so he put up uh, gins and vodka on the market they were very sought after uh, very good people loved it so he basically turned his dream in oh yeah that works so, like, it's not just gin in the meantime and sell big quantities. He actually makes a very good gin. Um, he released that because he couldn't wait to release his first whiskey. And I think you will see a lot more uh, whiskey from Quebec in the two in two years. Um, a lot of things are in preparation, are being aged, and will be released in the next two years. And he wanted to be one of the first to release his, yeah. but he did it the right way. So this is good. This was affordable. Uh, you have a, uh, a batch of, I think it was 800 or 900 bottles, um, 46%, 80 bucks. That's perfect. Craft made. Yeah. Yeah. They did a whole event. Like you could, I ordered mine online because I couldn't attend the, the event, but you could register to go there for the release and have a, have a bite, have something to eat. Actually, try it, try all their stuff. It was all free. You just had to pre-order bottles. Um, I think that like, that's the way, that's the way you should do it for yeah. a small release. We should send, uh, we should send Nick back when he sends out the, some two brewers. Is that what you're thinking? Or no? Or some Hanson. Or some Hanson. Yeah. So two oh. brewers, we, I don't think you guys get it out East, but it's, uh, from the Yukon. So I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. I've just never seen one real. Well, we've got a few now open, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll put together a care package for you because it's they are they're they're beer brewers making whiskey, but they they carry over the creative side of brewing into their whiskey making, and they they create some really cool stuff, very cool stuff. So we'll we'll send you some of that, and it's yeah. and it basically oh, just kind of segues to like I'd love seeing all these new craft distilleries popping up, and granted. Two brewers have been making whiskey for 12 or so years, but mm. with Hansen here in the city, they're, they just produced the first whiskey to ever be created in our city. And there's another distillery that's going to have one not too long behind them being Strathcona yeah. and obviously some more in Quebec. And mm. it's a, uh, just talk to the, the, it's really cool. The owners of the Hansen distillery live down the street for me. Just knock on the door one day and be like, Hey, you say some that people, some people every in, day. Some people in Quebec <laughs> want to try your whiskey. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just hold, no, just hold a vial out and be like, "Can you fill this?" Little well, I was bottle hoping we went trick or treating by there, and they were hiding out in their garage. Well, and back to even the like the proofing conversation. They they released at four at forty. Yeah. Was it forty percent the original bottle? I think so. Forty or forty three. Uh, oh, forty three. So, but there was instantly a a need or a want from the whiskey community, a higher proof. So then yeah. they allowed Wine and Beyond, which is obviously a store over here, to do a couple single casts, and they allowed proof it at 50%. So it, it ended up being quite a popular product at that point. But And the difference nice. between the two is, especially I find in a rye, the moment you proof a rye down, you lose a lot of its character, a lot of its yeah. best character. As soon as you do 46 to 50, you maintain... The, the kind of that meatiness that you need to get the complexity out, out of that rice spirit. So Oh, yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, I've seen it a lot. Uh, people, like, they want to make a whiskey, but they just, they don't know how to package it and how to redo it. I mean, I guess it's a struggle between making a profit because at some point you got to pay the bills For sure. and put food on the table, but you have to go out and ask the whiskey trippers, what do you want to see in my whiskey? Yeah. And I feel like we are willing to pay a bit more uh, to encourage them and yeah. to have a proper product. We are, for sure. Um, 
Um, but it's, it's, it's nice. And from new series, what I want to see is a bit of excitement, a bit of experiment, experimenting. I don't want you to do it, to do it like a, to rebrand a classic. No. If I want to have a Talisker 10, I'll get a Talisker 10. If I want to have an Elk Creek Castro Dry, I'll just buy it. I don't want a new version of that. I want mm-hmm. new things. Yeah. And that's, that's actually good. Out of the box thinking. Which both of these that we've tried from you are very out of the box. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, honestly. Uh, do you want to go on to this gym? I'm excited to try this gym, so yeah. that's why yes. I finished that one quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on. So, Ushkabe. How, how do you say that? Ush. <laughs> Ushkabe. Ushkabe. <laughs> it's a gym made to honor the defeated Scottish tradition. Of- I didn't even pour it, and the Holy nose on smokes. it. It's like... Yeah. It's like smoky perfume. Yeah, totally. Oh, yes. I would actually put Holy it on my, on my uh, forearm, rub it, and make a, a lovely... I'll go home and my <laughs> wife will be like, you were recording, you were with some girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and at a campfire. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously speaking gin, they're made from botanicals. Do you know what they used for their gin? Just Jennifer. The, 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 um... Just Juniper with Obviously, with the peated. Did they set the juniper on yes, fire? <laughs> so, they peated, I think they peated their cereal. So, it's, it's a, a cereal made gin. Yeah. They peated the cereal and they just made a gin. So, they basically grew the whiskey. Yeah. They made a gin out of it. But they make a gin out of it. Yeah. Because they're not, yeah. they're not putting it in the. Did they, did they yeah. barrel age it for a little bit? No. No. Okay. No. It's not, uh, it's not aged. And it's, um, so it's yellow. It's very it's a yellow. clean-looking bottle. It's kind of cloudy too. Yeah. Oh, it's very cloudy. Yeah. yeah. You can see through. Oh yeah. Look at that. You can see it, but it's very hard. That's crazy. Percent. Forty-two. Forty-three. Yeah. Forty-three percent. So good. Have you made a cocktail with it? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I can't get over oh, the nose. Weird. The uh, it go yeah, it, it, like it goes in really clean, and then it's just like yeah, peated. <laughs> peanut botanicals just flying through to your throat like it's crazy yeah i was wow, very surprised a, like so aromatic yeah you get the nose you get a lot of peat in the nose and the first time i tasted it i was like ah eh, well no not the first time I <laughs> like the first few seconds of my first sip i was a bit disappointed like yeah the nose is great then you don't have any peat and then it freaking hits you. Yeah. It's a freight train like going full speed and you're in the middle of the track and you get a lot of smoke. Yeah, you do. I wonder what do they, do you know what the parts per million on the peat is? Did they say? I don't know. I can ask them. I will Yeah, make I'll a note of it and ask. Yeah, I'm curious. Peated distilled gin is just wild in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got yeah. I've got a the Indian summer gin, which is it's it's finished or aged in a uh, a peated Ardmore sherry cast, which I need to send you a sample of that. But um, yeah, it's not like it's just, you can tell it's finished when this, you can tell it is peated cereal, like it's peated grain into this. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I can't so go over that I nose, see. too. I made a smoked salmon with that. Like I soaked, I soaked the salmon for um, two and a half days. That's a great idea. It was crazy. And you can pair it with a talisker or with the gin. There you go. Like, because talisker and, and smoke salmon goes very well together. Yeah, yeah. With that gin, it goes also very well because you make the, the salmon like cook in the gin. I can send you the recipe. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not a big fish eater mm-hmm. except for sushis. And that was maybe the best fish I've had. Crazy. Yeah, you should definitely forward on that recipe. I can't get over the nose. I know. I just can't. I, I keep going back to <laughs> it's it. It's just blowing me away, honestly. It's that is unique. Very that unique. is very unique. And it, the gin the gin world is vast and people don't realize that there's gin is so much more than Hendrix. Hendrix or yeah. yeah <laughs> London Bombay. London Dry Gin, Bombay, whatever, right? Yeah. And it's crazy, like obviously distilleries when they first start out, they release gin because you don't have to age it. Yeah, well, you oh. gotta you gotta keep the lights on while you're yeah. preparing the whiskey or aging the whiskey. But like you said, for somebody to go and make a gin to pay homage to the provenance of whiskey and to use the peat in it, like that's that's bold. It's a bold move because it's not going to appeal to everybody. Yeah, it, nope. but that's the idea. Create something different. Yeah, 
Oh yeah. Exactly. Throw like, throw oatmeal and, at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and the gin the gin scene in Quebec is saturated. I mean, we can't have any more. There's there's too much already. Oh really? I could say oh it's it's crazy. There's too much distilleries of gin. It's just like beer. There's too much beer. It's like it's done. Just remind me if we send Nick a sample package, I'll put in some of that uh Vancouver Island seaside seaweed gin. Oh yeah, that's right. I'll throw it in there. I still haven't tried that. You have you a sample to me. I know you sent it to me like a year ago. I <laughs> dropped think. it off in your garage. I got so many. I'm sure you're the same way. I got so many samples. That I could not possibly get through them all, and I don't drink it quick enough to. I literally the yeah. that one that that I was talking about. Like I opened a box that was sealed from January, and it was like it could fit three whiskey bottles in it full-size whiskey bottles it was jam-packed to the top with samples <laughs> i was like oh man i'm never gonna get through a lot and like there's like yeah. store-bought like the little minis like the yeah. samples from everybody half of them i don't even know where they came from one day we'll just do an episode oh, we'll just get piled on straight samples, samples. yeah <laughs> yeah well i really honestly i really appreciate you joining us it was cool to chat we've never never really chatted in person like this before we obviously yeah. we we chat a lot online and, and through direct message of social media and stuff. That's kind of the point of this is... Yeah, we know, wanted to reach out and... Give a voice to the people that, you know, the only voice they have is the click-clack of the keyboard. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah like bring, yeah, bringing a voice to the whiskey fabric. That's kind of the idea well, of this. So. It was a pleasure, a pleasure like to be to be there and taste the balls and, yeah, obviously, talk to you guys. It's, uh, it's always quite fun to chat and we've exchanged you the... You've done me a couple of favors, and uh, I hope I can uh, return return them by sending you a bottle of brandy. Yeah, I'll definitely go out west. I wanna, I have wanted to do it, and my uh, my girlfriend used to live in Calgary for four years. Yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, she wanna go back just to go to Calgary. We'll, we'll meet you in uh, we'll meet you in Banff, and yeah, uh, we'll we'll share a dram. So guys, I have an answer for the PPM. Mm. Oh, there the you go. Gym. Yep. Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> okay. Like they haven't measured properly. Um, it's supposed to be medium to high compared to the whiskey industry. So they just know the amount of tea they put. They don't know the, the actual PPM. So it's going to be between kind of 15 and 35 being medium. Yeah, to, something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like, right? Yeah. And okay. apparently, I'm not the only one to have asked. So they are at least. Person, like, yeah, there's <laughs> there's some other geeks out there asking, nerds asking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool that they got back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty quick. You're you're plugging their uh, product on yeah. on a podcast. Send, no. send the link. I'll Nonetheless, I will for sure. Once once I get it published, I'll send it your way, and you can uh, fire it out anytime. Okay. Sounds good, Nick. It's been awesome. a true pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, bud. Enjoy the day. Yeah. You too. Cheers. Bye.